0: All right, guys, before we jump in, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Ball. Yeah, that's like Ball Arena, Ball Aerospace. Ball is an incredible company, and they are producing cans at an absolutely insane rate. If you're drinking a drink as we speak, which I hope you are, uh, you are going to probably be able to look down on that can and see that it was produced by the Ball Corporation. So make sure you check out Ball if you're looking for a job because they are adding to their 400-person plant here in golden they made 101 billion cans last year and they're looking to make even more recyclable cans so check out ball if you're looking for a job because they'd love to have you down there what you can do is text golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search golden that's how you can see their opportunities that's jobs.ball.com and search golden or simply text golden to 77222 and apply for a job at ball
1: only D N R Two goes out to Zach Mays at the bar Three for Mr. B In that old trophy case Number four we're still waiting for Well, bring on the chase Out on the field a mile high Broncos win is our desire Couple with Breck, Brew and a friend Bleed orange and blue to the bitter Come and
0: join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. We are DNVR, and we are live from the preseason winners' lounge. <laughs> yes, play the air <laughs> horns. Let's go. Uh, an awesome performance from the Denver Broncos, an awesome performance from Drew Locke, and a nice little response from Teddy Bridgewater. Zach, I gotta be honest. I'm just
2: happy to be happy. <laughs> yes, it's good to be in a happy place where everyone's happy. Ryan, Drew was incredible. Teddy, nearly perfect, and then pretty much everyone else followed suit. Ryan, this you couldn't have thought of a better game for the Denver Broncos to kick off preseason.
0: We're gonna talk all about it here in just a second, but first I want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver. MSU Denver.edu/online is the place to go to get in on all of their amazing educational opportunities. There's no better place than MSU Denver if you're looking to work a full-time job and get your education because MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other
2: Colorado institution. So check them out, msudenver.edu slash online. The Broncos don't have anything else to do. And my boy, a winning, my boy, Ryan, this is uh, just a great place to be right now. Drew Lockballed out. Teddy Bridgewater, nearly perfect. Patrick Sertan. Pick six. Did you hear what he said after the game? Not only was it a pick six, he said he expected it to happen this game. So just playing with the utmost confidence, same as Drew Locke. And then you have Javante Williams looking good. You have the defense that doesn't allow anything. In fact, before they allow a single point, a single first down, they get a safety. I mean, this couldn't have been better. Couldn't
0: have been better. The way this could be better for us is if all of you people who are hopping in here and are watching are hitting us with a like. You can subscribe to the channel. Get in on all of our content all the time. Uh, and also, we're going to get to questions throughout the show. If you want to make sure your question is answered, hit us with a super chat. Hey, you know, they're l- they're... A little tip for the boys. You will know, get do- in right away. We're doing a little dance here, playing <laughs> a little piano. You come over and you leave a little tip in the tip jar. And then we'll get to your question. Uh, Zach. I was sitting down there thinking what criticisms do I have and they are few and
2: far between I have I have one and a half
0: okay and we'll get to those eventually but that's for later we start with drew lock who is absolutely the story of this day and has to be the most exciting thing that could have happened in this game is drew lock goes out there and he's nearly perfect Uh, A little bit off on two throws to Jerry Judy, which is something to keep an eye on, but forget about that. An 80-yard touchdown to K.J. Hamler in which he laid it out there perfectly, about 60 air yards on that thing I think there was. Um, Going through his progressions, the third down throw to Jerry Judy was my favorite play of the day. Because, I mean, we love the deep ball, you love all that stuff, but he sits back there, he stays he stands his ground in the pocket. He scans his first, his second, his third. He comes back to his first read, I think. I have to watch it again on the film. And delivers a strike to Jerry Judy, and it's just like, oh. Like, everything we would have asked for, everything we've talked about, all the things that we, we've wanted Drew to do. And to be frankly, to be frank, we haven't exactly seen in practice came to light for him in this game which Vic Fangio, George Payton have all said was going to be the most important part, is the games.
2: Yep, and Ryan, in his in-game interview, after he he'd had his magnificent performance, with a smirk on his face twice, he said, you know, during practices, when some of those plays are blown dead, and I'm still in the pocket with the ball in my hand... It doesn't necessarily mean they're dead in a game, and that's what I showed today, which is very true. I I love the patience that he showed because sometimes holding on to the ball is really bad because you're going to get sacked. You're going to get blown up, especially in practice when you're going up against Von Miller and Bradley Chubb and they get off the edge super quick. Today, going up against his Vikings defense, they weren't, and credit to the offensive line for giving him the time. But then when he needed to step up in the pocket because pressure was coming off the edge, Ryan, he did that. He stepped up, and then when everything wasn't open, he took (laughs) off and gained six yards, a positive play, great decision-making. It was great decision-making. Like you said, what, two plays? That there was just a little something off and the accuracy was just a bit off. But you would rather have overthrows than poor decisions, forcing something. He didn't have any of that today. And Ryan, what I loved the most was he did a perfect job of blending the checkdowns, the quick passes, uh, and then also the deep balls as well. I got to be honest, the Texans game
0: in today the two times that drew i feel like has looked the best in a broncos uniform and obviously it's a preseason game so it doesn't count for nearly as much as that texans game did but it's so refreshing and so exciting honestly to see drew be drew and that was my favorite part about this is he saw him smiling on the sidelines yeah, he got um Right, there you go, from Sean. He says, did you guys listen to the lockout interview after the game? He sounds confident. Yep. I like it. Yep. And, Zach, I'll, I want to talk about you know the contrast between the way I feel now and the way I felt after that Friday practice we went to. But this is one of the things is I was saying, like, Drew doesn't look like Drew. He's not confident. He's not throwing the ball. Yep. He's not pulling the trigger. And today was the opposite. Um, shout out to Javante Williams, who I believe started this whole thing. By getting two big runs just to start the game, it opens up that big play-action play to K.J. Hamler over the middle. Um, I mean, that's like when you make your script as an offensive coordinator before the game, it doesn't come out any better than that. Nope. Two big runs to start and then a play-action. And the, the entire idea of that play-action play is to bring the linebackers down to the line so K.J. Hamler, when he comes over the back of them, doesn't have anyone between him and Drew Locke. It works to perfection. They get down to the ten. Um, And they actually did score a touchdown Jerry got popped for holding I don't really blame him for it that play wasn't supposed to go that way all of a sudden his the guy He's blocking is trying to go that way, and he just grabs on Um, it ends up kind of costing them the the touchdown there but Regardless the way that set everything up and got drew that great rhythm throw to start things off for him I loved and he just built on it and built on it and built on it and now I hope I'm not getting my hopes up too much, but now it feels like he can build on this and go back into practice, you know,
2: uh, on Monday and be drew Locke again well ryan we've said that this team in vic fangio's eyes and george payton's eyes how they want it to be built is by defense that's obviously very clear with pitching picking patrick sertan over justin fields and boy did patrick sertan look like a top 10 pick today and then also with the running game and the passing game is going to be secondary and that doesn't mean ryan that the passing game has to be boring That we're going to be watching the same offense that we've watched the past five years. It means exactly what we saw today. It means that if the running game is there, this passing game, while they may not throw 50 times a game, they're going to be able to have those 75, 80-yard bombs if the running game is effective. And the running game was just out of their mind today with Javante Williams when he was on the field. He doesn't even have to be nearly as good as he was running on back-to-back first downs on his first two carries. He just, if he's good in Melvin Gordon when he's in there, if those guys are good, they rely on them, it's going to open it up for Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, who both look very good on play action. And Ryan, we said it time and time again these past two years, Drew Locke is great off play action, one of the best in the league last year off play action, I believe only behind Aaron Rodgers. And then today, I think all of his completions came off play action, including obviously the 80-yard bomb to, to KJ Hamler. And that's just something that we know Drew can do. Uh, six days ago, he put the air 70 or see, he put the ball 70 yards in the air for what would have been a monster touchdown. Today he puts the ball in the air sixty yards for what turned out to be an 80-yard touchdown. These are the things that everyone loves about Drew. There's no denying, and he put all of the question marks to the side today. He, he completely killed those for today. It was
0: awesome to see. And it's, I walked around the bar, you know, uh, in, in the fourth quarter, you know, I was just talking to people and every single person, that's what they wanted to talk about. Drew, yeah. drew, 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 drew. Yep. And it's so understandable from the same thing that we've been saying since we knew this was going to be a quarterback competition. The best thing for the Denver Broncos is drew lock clicks. He takes the next step and he gives them a shot at, at, having a franchise quarterback on the roster. I like the way Teddy played today. And uh, I actually liked it a lot better than the people I talked to down there <laughs> because everyone down there was like, Drew was amazing. Teddy was whatever, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's kind of the feeling that I just get from Broncos country. Um, Teddy did everything you could ask from him. I want to, we'll get to Teddy. I'm kind of want to go in chronological order here and just talk about the team as a whole early in this game. Zach, what was it? Two two Fridays ago, I came on this show and ripped them to shreds because of the lack of energy, the lack of urgency, the lack of excitement they had in practice. And if they come out like that in games, none of that matters.
2: No. Because and also they won't be coming out like that in practice if that's how they're playing in games.
0: Right, exactly. But they came out today like a team on a mission. Yep. They came out today like they were saying, "This might be the preseason, but we have a lot of doubters." And we needed to turn some people's minds around with the way we play today. They came out today like they wanted to deliver the first punch. And they wanted, like, there was so much energy, so much enthusiasm. And I just felt like they looked at the Vikings and were like, we're beating them today.
2: And also, Ryan, they're going to need that in the regular season because – maybe may be a little hard to get up for the Giants. Now, it shouldn't be. It not absolutely in shouldn't yeah. be in week one. But you wouldn't be crazy to say that. You know, the Giants uh, with Aaron Rodgers, not in Denver. That game's not going to be the national game of the week on Fox. And so you, you could say, okay, maybe they come out starting slow. No, 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 they can't do that. This team can't do that. Vic Fangio can't come out slow. And there were questions. That, can Vic get this team motivated? Today, he clearly did.
0: They were very motivated. On both
2: sides of the ball.
0: I thought they looked really well coached throughout the day. You didn't see any, like, silly penalties. I thought they looked really well prepared. They had a game plan. They executed it. Um, Now, again, I don't want to overreact on the result because the result is kind of meaningless. With the beatdown? Yes. I mean, they they put their hands on their throat in the beginning of the game and just kept on squeezing tighter and tighter as the game went on. But – It doesn't matter.
2: Really, One thing I I want to address with that, too, is the Broncos killed them. And some people are saying, well, Drew did it against second-teamers. Teddy did it against third and fourth-stringers. That's true. But I'm not going to hurt Drew for that. I'm not going to hurt Teddy for that. They did what they needed to do and more. Ryan, I don't think anyone could have realistically expected a better game, not just from those two, but from KJ, from Patrick Sertan, from from really everyone outside of like one guy on the team. They all did fantastic. And so I'm not going to take them down because they went against lesser competition. They did what they needed to do against the people that that were out there.
0: Right. I mean, that's all you can do. It's like when you're talking about a team that's undefeated in college football, but they play in a weak division. It's like
2: that's not their choice. Good. So I'm not going to hear you say that about Alabama this year.
0: Uh, Well, (laughs) (laughs) they don't fight in a week. Um, It's, it's just really refreshing to see them go out and take care of business. Mm -hmm. You know, like that, I guess that's the way I would put this. They went out there and they took care of business, right? They should have won today. They were favored to win today on the road. You know, the, everything was kind of swung in their favor. Kirk cousins didn't play, et cetera, et cetera. And they went out there, and they looked like a team who knew what to do when they were the better team.
2: Yep, exactly. And Drew Locke looked like he knew what to do as well. You know, the, the patience that we were talking about, the taking it when it's there. By the way, Drew just said post game that Jerry Judy was his third read on that play. So what's so the tell I actually you? thought it was his fourth, meaning – One, two, three, one, but it was one, two, three. And he was in the middle of the field. So it's not like he was just rolling and only had a 10-yard window of guys to look at. He looked around the field, then ended up on his third read in the middle of the field, showed the patience, and then Jerry Judy does what Jerry Judy does. It was a 10-yard pass, and Jerry Judy took it 23 more yards.
0: And that's what's so – another thing that's really enticing about this team, Jerry Judy in the open field, scary. Scary. K.J. Hamler in the open field, scary. Noah Fant, for his size, in the open field, scary. Corlin Sutton, you wouldn't say, is like um, a guy that can like shake people. A yak guy. He's a throw at
2: 50 yards.
0: But in like a Demarius Thomas way, when he gets ahead of steam. Tough to tackle. Tough to tackle, tough to bring down. You got to – and it's why a lot of people I, – I think if you talk to the Teddy people of the world, they're saying like we just need a point guard yep. to get the ball out to these guys. Yep. But, again, you would prefer that become Drew Locke. Jeff. Yep, absolutely. And he did a great job of it today. Um, I guess to finish this Drew Locke first quarter and a half period, I will share my one criticism I had of him. I mean, when I say it's small, it's literally one foot. You put that ball for Jerry Judy from here to here, Yeah, it's a touchdown. Right. Now, again... We're nitpicking because we have the opportunity to nitpick because everything else was right on line. Yep. But, you know, I saw some people call it a drop. I didn't think it was a drop. He gets his arm pulled. Yeah. It could have been a flag, but the thing is – Didn't
2: it hit the the Vikings defensive back's arm? It did. So it's definitely not a drop.
0: Right, but he – I mean, you could have called pass interference on the play because he grabs his arm – pulls it down. The thing is, if you put the ball here, right, and he tries to pull matter. your arm, it's obvious. It's either obvious or he doesn't get a chance to do it and it's a touchdown. Right. And when I say it's a foot, it's really a foot. Right. 1 foot out to the outside and I love the play call. I love the fact that Vic put him in the position. I loved everything about it. Needed a foot.
2: And my half a criticism. I told you I had one and a half criticisms this game. My half criticism is throwing the screen on third and long. I loved what Pat Shermer did that entire drive, except for that. What are we doing? In the regular season, I totally get that call because you're setting up. Maybe you get a first down, but but you're getting three points early in the game. I'm okay with that, and I know some people even aren't okay with that. But we want to see what Drew can do in the red zone. So I like at least that Vic said, no, we're going to see what Drew can do on fourth down. So I did like that. Half the criticism there, but for the most part, pat schirmer great job
0: today first play of the game formational creativity i talk <laughs> yeah. about it all the time i mean in the end it's not much but Noah Fant lines up in the in the backfield Yep. all that does is start setting off alerts yep in, in the second they're saying hey 80, look at 87 look 87 and all it ends up being is a heavy run Yep, but you got people thinking you made people have to question their They're thinking, oh, what are my keys? Uh, I don't have anything for what happens if Noah Fant lines up in the backfield. Well, and
2: then you do that again, and it's another run. But then you do that a third time, and Noah Fant slides out, and maybe instead of just going in the flat, he turns upfield, and then the defense is hosed because you have a a true middle linebacker on him.
0: Keep it up. Yes. Keep it up. I mean, we saw this in the first game of the regular season last year, and then we never saw it again. (laughs) Um, The other thing is there was – there was some belief out there that the coaches want Teddy and the executives want drew. And quietly I had heard some rumblings that people were worried that like they weren't going to give drew a a fair shot. Not true. Not true at all. They set him up for success in every way possible. Mm -hmm. So put that to bed, Put to put it to sleep. There's no conspiracy from the coaching staff to try and bury drew here. They gave him A couple runs to start the game, an easy throw after that, a a play-action bomb, multiple play-action passes like you mentioned, which is his sweet spot. Completely set him up for success, and I love that.
2: Yeah, I I love it too.
0: And I'll be honest, I was prepared to hammer them for not playing the starting offensive line Mm -hmm. because I didn't think that was right. If you're in a quarterback competition, you need to evaluate the way the quarterbacks are going to look in the game. Hats off to Muti. Hats off to our guy, Calvin Anderson. (laughs) Um, They held it down out there. Um,
2: Drew's jersey, I think, is perfectly white. Don't even need to get out the tide. That's what he said. That's what he said. He said, oh, we're playing on turf, but my jersey's totally clean. No bruises, no bumps. Drew could go out there and play another football game tomorrow. Great job. Great job all
0: around. And again, hats off to the coaching staff. I thought they really put Drew in a position to succeed.
2: Yeah, I think so too. And then they did. The, they, they gave Teddy a shot as well. Uh, we, we saw a few practices where Drew got like 10 passes in training camp and Teddy only got three. Teddy went out seven for eight led pretty much what would have been two touchdown drives. Uh, They had to settle for a field goal with that holding penalty on the run there. Again, Teddy making very good decisions. You didn't see any red zone uh, mistakes, which we have seen from Teddy, which is very concerning throughout training camp. Didn't see that here. He was sharp as can be. And Ryan... You have Teddy finish with an 87.5 completion percentage. Drew with uh, 71% completion percentage. Drew had two incompletions on the day, two touchdowns. Teddy, one incompletion, one touchdown on the day. You, you can't ask for more. And the biggest difference between Drew and Teddy was the deep the bomb, ball. Yeah. The, 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 the bomb. And we know that that's probably what you're getting in Drew. If Drew does what he did today – providing the big plays and also not providing the negative plays. Zero negative plays, no no sacks, uh, no near interceptions, no interceptions. If he does that, it's going to be nearly impossible for Teddy to, to take this job from him because I can see Teddy going out and going 7 of 8 next week with a touchdown 74 yards. Uh, and, and so he can do that. We've seen that so many times throughout training camp where I'm coming to you after practice and saying, Teddy had one incompletion in three or four practices. Now, Teddy also hasn't hasn't been mistake-free, but if Drew is mistake-free with the performance he had today, boy, that's going to be tough for, for him to lose the job.
0: Right, and, and we doubled the points on quarterback scoreboard today, um, and we'll see what the score shakes out to be. I think it'll be different than the way I feel. Okay. I feel as though Drew Locke took the lead today. Okay. I feel as though... That performance, because I'm kind of thinking, like, and this is the only way we were ever going to do it. We're going to microanalyze. Yep. I don't think the coaches are, obviously they're microanalyzing, but I don't think they're scoring every day and holding their own little scoreboard. I think they're essentially saying, okay, Drew had a plus day, Teddy had a minus day. Drew had a minus day, Teddy had a plus day. And I think they came into this basically saying it was tied. Yeah. And then Drew went out and won. Like, he took it. Um, especially with the throw to KJ, uh, which, what, like you said, was the separator. So I come away from this saying, I, in my personal feelings, Drew Locke is now leading the competition.
2: You know what I really like about this game, Ryan, is over the past two days in joint practices, we said Drew lost the first day, Teddy kind of won it. Then on Thursday, it was Teddy really losing the day and Drew just kind of being neutral. So Teddy lost it. Both quarterbacks came out and played winning football today. If Drew would have had a good day, Teddy would have won this day. It wouldn't have been because Drew lost it. And Teddy comes out. 144 passer rating, (laughs) and he doesn't win the day. Not even in the
0: passer rating category. Right.
2: Not in any statistic outside of completion percentage, which just shows you that's exactly what you want. And after Thursday's second joint practice, I was saying this is worst-case scenario. Neither guy is pulling away, and neither guy is taking this job and running away with it. We're at the same point today with neither guy running away with this. And would you agree with that, even though you say Drew's in the lead? Oh, absolutely. Okay, it's- so neither guy's running away with it, uh, and it's yet the opposite. It's the best-case scenario where we could be right now because if you have legitimately two good quarterbacks then you do have a quarterback right? And it's when you don't have any quarterback uh, and and or both quarterbacks aren't playing well is when you don't have a quarterback so my question for you is and I've seen this floating around Twitter and, and before I get to that question after the game Vic Fangio confidently Said it's even Steven, no separation today uh, from today's game, which not a shock for him to say. You I know, mean, it, it would I'm, have been a joke if he said that if Teddy came out and went one for eight or something, right, right. but because he could point to, you know, good stats from both of them, I'm not surprised he didn't say anything. He didn't even like
0: praise Drew going into the halftime locker room, right? And he said Teddy was also good, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. um, he's not he doesn't want to tip his hat cap at all, no, or tip his hand, yeah, at all. but yeah, I mean, again, we don't know, we're not in these conversations. So we don't know where they actually stand. Yeah. I do believe that they generally think this thing is close. And I think if if that's the case and you're heavily weighing game performance, then you give the nod to Drew right now. But I think there's a little bit of an internal struggle and this is maybe a topic for a podcast this week. Um, but that has to, if you were, if you were worried about Drew turning the ball over, you worried about his decision-making, he had to have made you feel better today.
2: Without Um, a doubt.
0: Since we're going to essentially move on from quarterbacks after this segment, let's just put a little bow on Teddy and whatever you have
2: (laughs) brewing right now. So here's my, here's my question to you. And I saw this a lot and I have a take about it. Should the Broncos call this off after this game? A lot of people are saying Teddy should not start next week. What we saw from Drew, he needs to be the quarterback next week, get him as many snaps in practice in the preseason as possible. Where do you lie on that?
0: No, I mean, like you could – I could maybe talk myself into why they should do that, but it's not happening. So it's not even worth entertaining. Um, They're going to give Teddy an opportunity to start a game – it's in, it'll be interesting to see it's not going to be equal, I don't think. Because next week, I think, is the week that a lot of teams are building up to. They're going to use that as their dress rehearsal. Third preseason game so, sort of yes, thing. So, um, yes. We'll see about, like, Cortland. I would assume Garrett Bowles plays. I would assume Dalton Reisner plays. If That's... Vaughn's going to play, it's that game. Exactly. So, it's not exactly even, which I think is odd. But, no, they're not going to say, It's over. Drew Locke went 5 of 7 for 151 yards and two touchdowns. That's all we needed to see. Right. It's not all they needed to see. They want to see a full body of work. They're going to let it run out.
2: And that's also not how it should be, Ryan. You go through this whole offseason, and after Drew plays extremely well for a quarter and a half, you say, it's over, and Mm -hmm. just ignore everything else. No, you you don't do that. So uh, now... I would be open to the conversation if Teddy came out and, you know, pooped the bed. Then then I would be like, okay, maybe we should just go all Drew. But Ryan, also, we have seen Drew have these games before. He's had two games with a very similar stat line in in his past. We need to see consistency. Yes. But do I need to see this type of game from him next week for him to run away with the job no I don't need to if he comes out and just because we saw the flashes today the flashes are still there there shouldn't have been any doubt about the flashes anyways but we saw the flashes today if he comes out in this week of practice doesn't have many mistakes and next week doesn't have any mistakes going up against second and third stringers because he's going to be the second quarterback to start it's probably his job and that's when I'm okay with saying okay let, let's stop and give Drew the third preseason game if that's what you're going to do. Get him all the reps leading up to that, and get him all the reps leading up to the Giants.
0: I agree with that. Um, there's only three games, so if one quarterback wins two out of the three, yep. it should be over. Yep. Um, especially if it's been close in practice. Yep. Um, I just we didn't we haven't talked a lot about Teddy's performance in specifics. I want to say the throw to Trinity Benson is as good as it gets in that situation. Um, if you Again, if you were nitpicking and you were saying, okay, well, that's Jalen Ramsey out there, maybe you need to get it a little further to the corner. Right. But he was wide open. He hit him in the, right in the hands at the, you know, hands above the head, right where you wanted that throw. When you coach that throw, you say you want to hit the back pylon. I'm convinced if um, Trinity Benson isn't there to catch it, it hits the that's back what pylon. it does, right. So <laughs> perfect throw. Um, the throw that set them up down there was also good. He had to kind of wait because Trinity – Took a little longer on his route than you would like to see yeah he waited 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 delivered it i will say though and maybe this is just football in Uh 2021 and how in love we've fallen with zip his throws look like backup quarterback throws (laughs) i I don't know how to say it any other way like there's a difference between when you see uh like a, a good starter in the nfl hit open receivers And like when Nick Mullins is doing it and it just has a different look to it. That doesn't mean it can't work, but in terms of aesthetics... It's not as aesthetically pleasing as the way when Drew throws great balls.
2: And you're not going to see Teddy throw the 60-yard balls nope. that that go in the air to a wide open KJ Hamler. Teddy can make that play, but he's throwing it earlier. He's throwing it probably more anticipatory where there's only KJ only has 2 yards of separation instead of like the 7 that he had, and there's nothing wrong with that, but Drew, that's why Drew's ceiling is higher is because the, the, you know, you can't really put a cap on mental potential because you could always say a guy could grow in in that respect, but you can put a cap on physical potential and Drew's physical potential is higher than Teddy's. And that's, what's so intriguing about Drew, right? And that's what we said. He needs to improve on the stuff that we can't see physically. And that's something that today he came out and showed about as good as anyone could do.
0: Yep. Uh, I I mean, there's no way you can't be excited about that.
2: People, Ryan, I don't know how many people were excited for this preseason game. Because of a quarterback competition, I was pretty excited for it. Next week, though, I think it's must-watch TV for Broncos country. <laughs> and going into this game, I'm sure a lot of people were thinking – Ah, next Saturday it's a night game. I be I might be out with my boys or, or my mm-hmm. my gals before or something. Right here instead. at the NVR bar. Now, now this is must watch TV, baby.
0: By the way, great crowd here today yeah. for a preseason yeah. game. Afternoon, people were Saturday. excited. Yeah. The the uh, beer towers yep. were being poured. Yep. Um, the new menu was getting devoured. Yeah. It was a great vibe down there. So shouts to everyone who came out and and hung out for that. Um. Also a shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Got myself a little celebratory. RK special here. Um, you can come down to the DNVR bar at any time and get yourself a member size. I don't know if you can see like how big this is. It's a giant beer. It's the it's size wh- of me. Yeah. 22 ounces for the price of 16 when you're a DNVR member. Uh, but all of those Breck brews are delicious. Maybe you're having a strawberry sky right now. Maybe you have a hot peak IPA. Maybe you're mixing them like me. Um, Breck lager. Everything down from Breckenridge Brewery is amazing and perfect. Like I, I imagine if I wasn't here working, I would have watched the game on my couch, and right now I'd be out on the porch enjoying the like perfect summer day in Denver. Probably like 80 degrees out yep, right now yep. as the sun's starting to drop, having a Breck Brew.
2: Yeah, and I mean, speaking of perfect days in the summer, drinking the Breck Brew, you want to be looking your finest, and to help you look your finest, you gotta have the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. Especially, you're gonna be confident going out on the town tonight, Drew. Probably a very confident man right now, so you want to be looking good below the belt as well. And Ryan, there's no better place to go than Manscaped with that lawnmower 4.0, and they have so much more than just the best razor in town. Check out the per- performance package. 4.0. It's got everything you need, and it's so much more. I mean, they they also have great uh, care for when you're in the shower. They got the the shampoo, body wash, all the three in one package there, so you can't go wrong with anything you get there. And use that code. I'm a big code. fan
0: of like one stop shops. Mm. So I'm uh, that's I, I'm using yep. the body wash. I'm using the crop preserver. I'm using the cropper. I'm like it's just one stop. shop. The yeah, it's just a one stop <laughs> shop. I go on to Manscaped. I use that code DNVR. Yeah, and they just
2: keep sending me the stuff i'll tell you if i could grow facial hair like you ryan i i would use the lawnmower 4.0 on my face you know i don't know if that's allowed but it's allowed yeah
0: yeah i think henry used it on his
2: hair once (laughs) maybe not then (laughs) i shaved my head on a weekly basis there we go there you go so you can use it for anything and what's even better Front lawn back lawn (laughs) wow top lawn like roof lawn. <laughs> roof lawn rooftop lawn <laughs> basement lawn anything and what's even better is you can get 20% off if you use the code DNVR plus free shipping so check them out at Manscaped and use that code DNVR
0: alright let's move on to the other guys uh, everyone else I we talked about him a little bit but I want to start with Javante Williams mm. we will get to Super Chats in one second he started the game he I really believe he's why we're sitting here in this mood right now he set the tone uh, for this game, and you know who's having a great day today? Who? George Payton. Yeah. Um, because yeah. while it started off questionably, as uh, Justin Fields had a great second half of their game, second half of his performance really. Um, if everything was judged on today, you'd come away saying, "Well, George Payton won." Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now again, it's not going to come down to this. It's going to probably be a four five-year sample size before we know if that was the right decision but it all worked it all came up Peyton today Drew Locke looks amazing so you didn't maybe you didn't need to go get the quarterback Javante Williams looks fantastic a lot of people have um, criticized him for going too early on running back and then of course Patrick Sertan uh, just like I said, he looked like a to lead in that yep. play. Yep. Um. So we got to see his upside. It was a great day for George Payton.
2: It was a fantastic day. And uh, John Elway also looking pretty good out there with KJ Hamler just showing the potential he has, Ryan. And uh, it's the only guy I can think of, and he's on your shirt. A little Tyreek Hill action. Hey, I want everyone to be able to see this. <laughs> it's pretty good. It is... What what are we talking about? We're talking about a uh, little Super Bowl. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a, in the Super Bowl. Antoine Winfield Jr. giving Tyreek Hill the deuces. Are,
2: can we be... Are you allowed to wear that on this show? Parental advisory? Yeah, it's... They put it in, <laughs> like...
0: They put the, like album cover yep. like a uh, filter over it yep. with a little prudential advisory so
2: but when we talk about KJ Hamler's ceiling and potential and it's not fair to say anyone has a ceiling of, uh, of Tyreek Hill because he's the biggest playmaker in the NFL but that's kind of what you hope KJ Hamler aspires to and we saw it today just someone that absolutely burns the defense and you have to throw Drew Lock I pro- I can throw the ball like 20 yards downfield maybe and I could have got that to KJ cuz of how wide open he was Ryan and he just that's what he does we've seen it in training I don't in, think you could ca- I don't think I probably I, uh, I was going to say a punch probably not <laughs> even uh, but that's what he what that's the potential and he showed it today Ryan yes. two catches 105 yards a touchdown just and you also love what you saw on the first pass that drew through when KJ caught it and then took off
0: turned up the field yep he is so electric and i'm scared i'm just scared for how excited he got me about him today knowing touch wood that he is injury prone um i just like want them to wrap him up like give him like stim treatment and just like all sorts of stuff to just make sure he's 1000 going into week one um like he's shown me enough He's, he's that guy yep um and it, it's a, it's a little bit scary because I know everyone's feeling that same way about him today. But he was awesome. Why don't we just call this segment Helmet Stickers? Mm. We already gave each quarterback. I think gets one. Yep. I just gave one to, to Javante. You gave KJ. one to KJ. Should we
2: give a helmet sticker to some super chats, really quick? Let's
0: give let's give the the, the super chatters some helmet stickers here. Um, Could have had a forty burger. PS two Javante looked damn good. Yep.
2: Yep. They both did first and second round pick of both years. Looking really good.
0: By the way, in the first half of this football game, the Broncos scored more points than any other team has scored in an entire game this preseason. How about that? 24 was the mark before Broncos scored 26 in the first half. (laughs)
2: Look at that. I mean, just reminds you the Texans game, right? Didn't they put up 26, 28 in the first half?
0: It might have even been more. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was thirty. Wow. It was 33 the final.
2: 31
0: maybe? Yeah. It was good, though. Either way. What else we got? Michael Davis PS2 backed up the generational talent chatter he's the real deal what matchup are you guys looking forward to seeing this year good work guys I'm just looking forward to seeing how they use him yeah that is a guy that has to be on the field
2: and how about that I mean he he proved that he can be that outside guy and there was no question about him being the outside guy but Ryan we had a question I believe on Thursday's podcast saying are you a little worried how he's going to do when he goes back outside because he's playing so much inside with the first team no and he showed that very much today. Why there's just... There, you shouldn't even have the word concern when you think about him. Just excitement. And then it does make you think, Ryan, how do you get him on the outside if that's where like he is the best? Should Ronald Darby be on the inside doing that dime roll? Uh, is it Kyle Fuller? And at what point do you make this switch? Jano just made a play in their preseason How about game? that?
0: Um, I don't you, know.
2: 22 Patrick Sertans.
0: Yeah, I just think they're not going to make that change. Um, you're going to see them play him in that inside dime roll. Uh, and then n- probably as soon as next year, he'll move back outside. The thing about playing inside is it's actually harder than playing outside. Now, it just re- I guess it just requires a different skill set. Think of it this way. This is the easiest way I can explain it. If you're guarding the slot, the receiver can go deep on you. He can go outside, he can go inside, it can be a slant, it can be a flag, whatever, it can be anything. Yep. When you're on the outside, you can pretty much protect the the sideline is is a double team for you. yeah And so you're knowing, okay, I just have to make sure they can't be me inside. So extending his, you know, range won't hurt him if he plays inside this year and then moves outside next year. no
2: it won't and something we're also going to see is him have even more opportunities uh than he would have probably had in a full game today of the ball being thrown his way and i love what he did on both the pass breakup and the interception baiting the quarterback to throw to him that oh. it that is a champ bailey move yes because champ bailey would shut down the outside so much that great Never quarterbacks would just say, "Yeah, I'm just not throwing it your way." That's the ultimate sign of respect. Just like Vic said, when a when a ref or a cornerback is boring and you don't talk about him, it, it means they're doing a heck of a job. And uh, throw so, offensive line in that group too. Right, exactly. And so what Champ would do was he would bait quarterbacks to throw to him by giving that you know many yards cushion to make it look like the receiver's open to to make the quarterback forget the Champ Bailey's on him, but he's reading the eyes of the quarterback the entire time and makes that jump. That's what he did on the pass breakup which was perfect because he timed it perfectly there was no defensive pass interference there and there was also no chance that he was going to catch the ball and then on the pick I mean come on he might as well been the intended receiver there
0: the way so my favorite part about it and my favorite part about scouting Pat Sertan is his arms length yeah like if you just look at him stand with his arms at his side you're like those are abnormally long arms
2: and he's 6'2 on top of that (laughs) right
0: and the way that he just I mean it's not as if he, you know, was in blanket coverage the whole time and there was no window there. There was a window there, but his arms are so long that from behind the receiver basically he was able to reach his arms in front of him yeah. and pick it off and it's like those are, you know, you can teach a lot of things. You can't teach what that was because that was a combination of instinct,
2: natural talent and just physical gifts. Yep. Yep, it, it, incredible, and you're, you're right, Ryan, he has it all, the mental, the physical, and the confidence, like I said, he said going into the game, he knew that was going to happen, now, how, how many times is he going to say that during, in games, is he going to have one a game, one I, mean, I mean, this is just so much fun, and, I, and I'm so happy that he got to go out there and play a lot, uh, at least with like the, the first group, he's he's a beast. And, Ryan, there's nothing that I wouldn't feel comfortable of the Broncos asking him to do this year. That's just how good he already is. And he, he never looked like it was too big for him. Nope.
0: Um, like So I guess that's a helmet sticker for him. I want to give one to Caden Stearns. Um, he's had a great camp. Yep. I love when players who have a great camp then translate into a preseason game. Yep. You know, because sometimes it happens the other way where some guy you've never even noticed at practice has a great preseason game. You're like, okay, I guess this guy's on my radar now. Or the guy that's had a great preseason or a great camp has a bad game, and you're like, okay, well, now what? Right. Great camp, and then it, it just pops on film for him in this game. The word I use with him is electric, and it's the only word that comes to mind every time I watch him play. He absolutely flies. Yep. <clears throat> he just flies around. And, and to he's, make he's, that play in the back of the end zone yep. shows like, that's just big time. That's a big time play.
2: Yeah, a huge play, and he's doing it in every every respect, right? In the pass game, and the run game, I absolutely love everything that he's doing. And he looks comfortable, too. He's not, especially at the safety position. You could look lost out there your first year, but he looks like he's a guy that's playing behind Justin Simmons and has picked up a ton from him just in the past couple of months that he's been with him.
0: You remember when Champ left and then Chris kind of stepped into his position And he kind of dressed like him Mm -hmm. and his mannerisms were kind of like him. I feel like we're working towards that with Justin. now. Not that Justin's going anywhere, but like even the way he dressed, the way he had like the longer shirt coming out from under, I was like, (laughs) he's like. He's like Justin's little mini-me. <laughs>
2: yep, he is. And, uh, Ryan, I'm going to give a helmet sticker to another defensive player that's young, and that's Justin Sternod. Mm-hmm. He just he looks so comfortable out there. Just a word we keep using, which is credit to the coaching staff on both offense and defense. But number 40 looked like he could be the guy with the green sticker on his helmet maybe this year, but certainly in the future yeah. and potentially even this year. We know that Vic has given him the opportunity to go out and grab a ton of playing time this year, and I think he's had, for the most part, good practices. I know he had a rough practice on Thursday in Minnesota, but today, he looked really good in both uh, both areas of the game. Ryan, went when, when uh, the running back, I believe, or, or tight end or fullback, caught the pass in the flat, he had like three or four yards of separation on Sternod. Sternad closed the gap like that, and that is something that the Broncos have missed from that position, is being able to close the gap so quick. He did it for a one-yard gain or something. I mean, that's all it was when if that's a slower inside linebacker that the Broncos have had in the past, that turns out to be a first down because it it ends up being a safety that has to come up and get him. And then in the run game, he he was looking really good, flying downhill. We know he can pass rush up the middle, and it looks like that's going to translate to being able to stop the run, and that's going to be so big for Vic Fangio to run his dime is to have Patrick Sertan there, a bigger guy, and then Justin Sternat, and be able to get good run support out of those guys.
0: Yeah. Um, You said something about a safety net, something about safety. How about Shamar Stevens? (laughs) Creating a safety against his former team. Yeah. And the replay was better than the play. Yeah. He was doubled. (laughs) Yeah. And he just sent those guys backwards. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, And then I'm just going to rapid fire a couple other ones here. Um, Calvin Anderson and Tani Muti also get a helmet sticker. Um, Those guys were, like you said, if you don't say their name, they did great. Yep. And the only time I was saying their name is when they were mauling guys in the run game. So um, great work by those guys. And again, it's crazy. I I don't remember a game where I could sit here and say, I don't really have that much of a criticism. My only criticism (laughs) comes from like the it was like probably a mix of second and third teamers and then eventually third and fourth teamers they got smoked by inside zone out of the shotgun yeah they ran it like eight times out of 10 plays that's about it that's about all i got is like hey that was bad
2: well i've shared my half a disappointment my my full disappointment cam cameron fleming uh did not have a good game but ryan maybe the only person that you could say that did not really have a, a good game but We also know that Cameron Fleming is pretty much out of the right tackle competition. Now I think it's official that he's out of there. And I also think we really have an idea of what's coming at right tackle. Bobby Massey is your right tackle. Calvin Anderson, as a guy you are so comfortable with being the swing. And maybe even he's going to do enough this year to earn the right tackle spot next year because Bobby's only here for this one-year contract right now. Uh, but that that's how it's shaken up. And Cameron Fleming, if you're talking about your third-string right tackle being the biggest disappointment, you had a pretty darn good game. And, Ryan, look how excited people are. You know, you and I, but then everyone else, after a preseason game, that's how good was, this game was.
0: It was that good, and the truth is Broncos country is starving. Absolutely starving they just want to be excited. They want to feel good vibes. They want to do winner's lounges after the game. They just want to be happy. And
2: Ryan, you said the Broncos are Broncos fans are starving. Teddy Bridgewater said the Broncos team is thirsty for success after the game. And it was clear. Well, I mean, they're starting off as good as
0: you can. Broncos fans are, uh, are, are hungry.
2: Broncos are thirsty. Just come down to the (laughs) DMV. There we go. Um,
0: Also, Check out DraftKings Sportsbook, where right now you can bet $1 on any football market, and end up with $200 in free bets, and those are going to be paid out in eight dollars free bets, which I like better, because sometimes the sportsbooks will do promos where they give you a $200 free bet, and you're like, oh, God, what do I do with this <laughs> right. one right. single bet? Yeah. Uh, it can be a little bit intimidating, but they're going to give you 8 dollars free bets for you to use to build up your account right when you get started. It's a great deal you want to get in on this for football season they just introduced the same game parlays which are going to be there for football season so today you could have parlayed two drew lock touchdowns with one teddy bridgewater touchdown yeah. with a patrick sertan pick six <laughs> yeah. and you know had yourself one hell of a day oh, man if you were feeling it um but those are going to be really fun to play along with so make sure you uh Check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on that deal. It's uh, going to be a great season to be in on it. Of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. And by the way, you can also use the code DNVR for $1,000. Sign-up bonus. Like I said, 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match each up to $500. The deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough and restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
2: And Ryan, speaking of DraftKings, we're going to get to our DraftKings king of the game in just a couple minutes, but I want everyone in here to tell us who you think the king of the game was. Was it Drew Locke? Was it Teddy? Was it KJ Hamler? Passers to 10? Let us know in the comment section who you think it was. We've already picked ours out, but I'm curious if you guys have different ones, and before we get to that, I'll Also got to tell you about our friends over at Solace Meds. Man, what a time to celebrate, Ryan. After all the excitement, maybe you need something to to keep the night going in a fun way. And you can check out our friends over at Solace Meds. And an awesome thing about Solace Meds is they've got some awesome deals right now in the month of August where you can get Dixie Elixirs, two for $30, Spectra 20% off, Ripple 25% off, Silver Shelf Flower 15% off, and Connoisseur Shelf Concentrates 15% off. And here's the big kicker. Use the code DNVR20 and you'll get those deals plus 20% off your order. So make sure to check them out. Also, go to SolaceMeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com to get that 20% off by using the code DNVR20. And finally, what do you got
0: going on next weekend? Because down at Infinity, Infinity Park, they are having an awesome, awesome event it's called the rugby town sevens tournament and it's honestly one of the coolest events in colorado if you haven't been to it this thing is insane yeah you've got 20 teams coming from around the world to play in this tournament saturday is the military championship sunday is the tournament championship this year they're also doing an esports tournament with military teams in, in in addition to three days of rugby there'll be a huge tent with vintage video and arcade games uh, it's it's really, really a cool thing they've got going down there. And Colorado, like, low-key is one of the big-time rugby capitals of the United States. And especially in Glendale, they call it Rugby Town for a reason. Um, it's a really, really cool event. And tickets are super, super inexpensive. Uh, it's $15 per day or $25 for a full weekend pass. Kids 12 and under are free. It's a really cool yeah. – like, if you don't have something going yeah. on next weekend, you want to just go be outside and yep. have a great time, perfect thing to do. So, go check it out. Uh, Rugby Town 7s Tournament. You can go to RugbyTown7s.com to get your tickets and get in on that. It's going to be a blast.
2: Yeah, it doesn't interfere with the Broncos game either. You, right. you, can, you can do it all. All right, Kale. what have the people said? Who is their DraftKings king of the game? All right. Drew there it is. Locke. That's there That's our go. king of the game. Yep, he is our king of the game. It has to be Drew Locke. Look, so many people had a fantastic game, but Ryan, we're talking about an almost perfect passer rating. He went deep. He had the touchdowns. He did not have the mistakes, and uh, he could have easily gone three for three in touchdown drives.
0: Yes. Again, one foot, one foot away in terms of ball placement, um, but we're not going to hammer him for that. I do wish it just happened just so we could also be talking about Jerry Judy today Yeah. Um, because he's also going to be huge for this team this year. Uh, and, and it's easy to forget who wasn't out there for the offense. To me, that's the most impressive part of this Drew Locke performance is he did it under less than perfect circumstances. Now, you also acknowledge the fact that it wasn't the starting number one defense for the Vikings, yeah. but it also wasn't the starting number one offense for the Broncos. No Melvin Gordon no Cortland Sutton, no Garrett Bowles, no Dalton Reisner. So you kind of balance those two things out, and if it didn't work out great, there would have been a built-in excuse for him. Mm-hmm. Didn't need it, not even a little bit. Um, Drew, not only does he look like Drew Locke in terms of his confidence, his swagger, he also has like lost a little bit of the baby fat mm-hmm. off of his face. I mean, just little things like that where you can like see him growing up Right in
2: front of us. He categorized that. Literally, his words, not mine, is he's gone through puberty now. Oh, and God. he said he's starting football to grow puberty. some facial hair and stuff. The facial hair part, I think, was false. That's like me saying that I'm growing facial mm-hmm. hair. Not true. But, you know, Drew and I j- just exited puberty and uh, we're playing some good football.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of you is playing good football. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just it's awesome to see. Um, I think if I could have chose anyone before the game, you said, what's the best case scenario? This guy wins king of the game. definitely
2: drew lock and next week even though teddy's starting ryan the best case scenario is that it's drew lock again and then third preseason game maybe he plays so well next week that we're talking about it being brett rippon or something because drew lock isn't even playing that's how decisive we want this thing because that's the best case scenario for the broncos and it's been the best case scenario for the broncos since they drafted him in the second round
0: people who think that we're drew haters or have no <laughs> idea what to do with themselves while watching this no, episode. No. Um I it's per, it's a perfect scenario and you had talked about last week. There's a dark path for Drew here where it doesn't work out for him, then Teddy balls out against yep. the twos, then Teddy looks good against a worse Seahawks defense and it's over. That's gone and in fact, now all the pressure's on Teddy next week yep. going up w- uh, uh, with the ones he has to match Drew's performance of the ones And if he doesn't, then Drew is up against the twos with a a, a lesser path of resistance to basically go out, look awesome against the twos. And, yes, you're going to have the twos on your side as well, but he's a starting NFL quarterback going up against a second-team defense. And Teddy, if he doesn't go out there and look great, there's a chance Drew – goes and carves up some twos, and it's over.
2: Yeah, and twos for the Seahawks are more like fours compared to everyone else. Especially in the secondary. Trending in not the right way in terms of twos and fours. Uh, So Drew has a huge opportunity to do that. And you know what? If Drew's playing this confident, which there's no reason he shouldn't be, he's going to be looking deep and wanting to be taking those shots. Trinity Benson. If they're there, yes, Trinity Benson's going to be balling out. And, Ryan, something Drew also did today that's that's going to be huge for him is he bought himself a lot of leeway at least in my mind in practices this week. Drew doesn't need to go out and be throwing deep. He can be Mr. Checkdown as long as there's no mistakes meaning interceptions in practice or you know he's not wildly inaccurate going 50% he doesn't have to complete big plays in practice against this Broncos defense. To me, now, would it is this the ideal scenario? No, I want him to go out and still complete big plays. But if he goes out there for three straight practices that they have Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week, and throws 65% completion, and most of them are for five or ten yards, no interceptions, maybe you know one touchdown thrown in there, then he can have a very then then next week go out have the one or two big plays. And this thing's probably over.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, what a, that's how big this performance was for yep. Drew Locke. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm, I I'm. never pass up on an opportunity to be critical of the coaches. I also want to make sure I heap praise on them when, when it's right. We talked earlier. I loved the way they set up Drew for success. Yep. I also thought they managed the time in which they pulled each quarterback perfectly. Yep. Drew goes out there, leads a great drive. Fantastic. Everything's beautiful. Get him out of there. Yep. Make sure he ends feeling like we're all feeling right now. Right. Teddy Bridgewater goes out leads a touchdown drive. Get him out of there. Yep. It was I thought that was a really well like really well done cuz it's easy to be tempted to say, "All right, Drew, go follow it up," you right. know. Right. Uh, and I thought it was just perfectly well done by them to say all right, get these guys out while they're riding high. Let's get them feeling good going into practice this they week. They did a John Elway
2: and Peyton Manning style. They, right. they let them both let go, them go out, out on, on some top. dubs. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yes? Oh. How about we'll that? Is it Peyton Manning or John Elway? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's Andrew Mason. What's up, Mace?
3: <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. All smiles today. All smiles. I mean... Both guys did well. Drew had the splash play. Teddy did well in the red zone, which has been his problem. And the thing I like, guys, is, you know, Drew mentioned it earlier, and I asked him about it. I love the pass to Judy where he gets to his third read, finds him sitting there 10 yards beyond beyond the line of scrimmage. The kind of play that Drew didn't make at all last year, really. And And I like the way Teddy made good decisions in the red zone, something that's been a struggle point. Well the thing is for both of these guys they're against backups and I'm I'm sitting here it's a good game but I also can't divorce what I saw Wednesday and Thursday from these guys from what I saw again when they went against first teamers from what I saw today.
2: Can we boo? No, no. <laughs> yeah. I think
3: I think it's
0: it's a fair point to bring up. Yeah. Um for me one thing that I felt both guys were lacking is confidence and so I'm very happy that they get to walk away with this game uh building some confidence but i understand and that's why i keep trying to say like hey look don't think about the results i'm trying to look at the little things i told zach i was just thrilled with the energy from the broncos i was thrilled with the way they came out i was thrilled with the preparation from the coaches the game plan all of that stuff those are things that you can take in a vacuum and say like okay well that stuff it doesn't matter what the result Mm -hmm. was these things were right um yeah
2: well and Mace, I, I, I was just kidding. I think I think yeah. where where you are is a very realistic place, and that's mm-hmm. what that's why I said that what we need to see from Drew now is just consistency and the consistency and not either having so many incompletions in a practice or the, the <laughs> consistency of not making mistakes like he did today. If he does that, Mace, we, we didn't need today to see yeah. that he can make the big plays. We knew that he could make the big plays. But when when do you think this thing can be decided after because it's not like Teddy came out uh and, and, and and laid an egg he was really good uh he when was, do you think this yeah. thing can be decided
3: i think it, it hopefully it's decided after next week and hopefully I, I think you hit the nail on the head the best thing for this team long term is for drew lock to be the guy because i think we know that teddy has a ceiling to him but drew lock could still be a long-term answer the I've pointed out historically compared to other quarterbacks, the odds aren't in his favor, but if it's about a 31% shot, that's better than about a 5% shot for Teddy Bridgewater. So that's why it's still better for this team if Drew Locke ends up being the starter, and that's where the consistency comes in. What do you do to to stack another good performance on top of this one? What do you do in practice this week? I'll tell you what I would like to see is – when these guys go against the first teamers, if they do full contact work this week, if they go against the first team defense and move the ball, I want to see some pause momentum because I think we can say safely, we saw that when you put them up against second and third teamers, that they're going to be able to get the job done. Can they do better against the ones than they generally did in those joint practices with the Vikings? Now, Teddy did have the touchdown drive uh, where he hit Jerry Judy. With and against the ones on Wednesday, but also we know that Nick Hill that Nick held up when he was in when he was in a pass rush. So you have to take that into account. Drew struggled when he was in moving the ball against the Vikings ones this week. Did well today. So let's see if they can kind of build off that, especially when they're going up against that tough Bronco first team defense. And if I see positive stuff there this week, then I'm going to be feeling pretty good about both of them going into next Saturday.
0: Couldn't agree more. And, and again, I just I love that they're walking yeah. away with this feeling confident. Um, mm-hmm. m- obviously, Andrew Mason coming to you from Minnesota at the game, uh, and you were also um, a uh, in the press conferences after the game. Mm-hmm. Give us a little insight into how those guys were feeling.
3: I think they were all feeling good. I mean, a lot of smiles from Drew and a lot of smiles from Teddy. I, I'll tell you this: the funny thing about Teddy when he does a press conference, he has an opening statement. It, it's not quite the Wade Phillips opening statement where he's shouting out somebody from Texas but Teddy gets up there and he pontificates for about 30 to 45 seconds I was going to ask Teddy about the reception that he got from the Minnesota fans he went ahead and answered that question before I had a chance to ask it because it was his opening it was his opening statement and the other thing like looking at what Fangio said as well I did ask him if the Vikings having their reserves out there today, no starters, was going to play into the evaluation of what the quarterbacks did today, and he said it would. And so, I, wonder, I, I do wonder, I mean, we didn't, kind of, we didn't have a chance to kind of follow up a little bit, but I do wonder how when they, when they fly home and they sit down and kind of dissect what happened over the last three days here, three to four days here in Minnesota, if they do have some different weight for when Drew and Teddy did go against that first team Viking defense, especially in those game condition periods that we saw Wednesday and Thursday.
0: Now, now that it's behind us, what was the cumulative score of the scoreboard the two days uh, of joint practices?
3: Uh, let me go back and look it up here real quick. So if you can just talk for yeah so, seconds, I'll have because
0: I, I, I'm just curious. I feel like it was close. Yep. And then again.
2: Yeah, had Teddy win the first day and, and Drew, Drew win in the, the second day. day. kind of as we talked about before, it wasn't those guys winning those days, more so the other guy losing, whereas so much optimism today that we're talking about both guys won winning. today, mm-hmm. one of them just won more.
0: Right, and, and, yeah. and I feel like the tiebreaker, if it's close, would be, okay, well, Drew did better today against the better lineup of Minnesota Vikings. In of course, game. he
3: also had the better guys in front of him as well. And so totally that's something... And, that, and that's why this con- it's so kind of fascinating to look at this by the way they were t- they tied 10 points each there you go it was six and a half to three and a half each day and' I'll, you'll be able to read my score for today at the when I get the story up after this show but you have to but as well as Drew did Teddy did what he needed to to do as well with what he had to work with. And, uh, you know, both of them had had touchdowns that were taken off the board, although with Drew it was a touchdown run for Devontae Williams, and that drive in no points. Teddy had a touchdown run taken off the board, but uh, still good things from that. I think if we're talking about any negatives here, I'll say this, on, on the uh, fourth down slant that was at the goal line, Drew did, pardon the pun, lock in on Jerry Judy. And it was a, it was a play that was pretty easy for the corner to read. I thought it was borderline interference there, the way he kind of had his arm around Jerry Judy's waist, and then made the it made the def- the pass defense with the right with the with the right arm. That's gonna that's sometimes gonna get called, sometimes isn't gonna get called. But that is one thing that I still want to see Drew get a little better at is uh, not staring down the man that he's trying to.
0: It's it's funny that you talk about that play because I that was my one criticism of Drew. It actually wasn't that though. In fact, before the play was sitting down there with Zach by and some other people and I said here's what you do you line up you isolate Jerry Judy out on the side and you let him beat his man and you throw him the ball my only uh, criticism mace was he just didn't need it he needed to get the ball about a foot two feet more out in front of Jerry so he could use his arms to kind of yep. box out um, the the defender there it, it probably should have been interference they're, they mm-hmm. didn't call it. A lot of times they'll let him hand fight down in there anyway. It just, it was a very minor. He missed the, the location on the ball by just a little bit. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it, it's one he'll want to have back. But hey, it's probably good that it wasn't perfect for both of these guys because then they've got something to build off of and hopefully grow from uh, when they get to, to this week and then on to next Saturday in Seattle. So, I mean, we can, you know, I think we should have context on what they did today but let's not be negative about it. Today was a really good day for, bo- for both of them, and, I th- and especially, especially coming off of the issues that both of them had in those joint practices they needed today in the worst way.
2: Mace, we had uh, Vic Fangio very confident and happy after the game, saying that this was still an even-steven competition. Mm-hmm. What else do we learn from Vic after the game where, regarding quarterbacks or uh, uh, other people?
3: Well, I mean, just to kind of touch on some injuries. Trey Marshall's got a sprained ankle. Uh, Levante Bellamy's got an ankle in- injury as, as well. I mean, Marshall, th- used, I think at this, he didn't specify the ankle injury, so you hope it's not a high ankle sprain for Trey Marshall because that you're talking about w- about multiple weeks rather than hopefully just uh, five to ten days or so. So keep your eye on that. I did, I, I did think even with Marshall going down. I was impressed with what, what I saw with the safeties. Vic didn't really get into that, but both Cades Stearns and PJ Locke had some good yep. moments. And we know about that that hit that Stearns had down there in in the end zone as the receiver was kind of bobbling and trying to trying to bring it in. So, you know, Vic Vic, I kind of said what he said about the quarterbacks. He said they were. He said it was even Stephen. And you know what? I'm obviously he's kind of got more context uh, than than we do because he knows what they're working on, but. I do, I do think – and I know fans are – it's driving fans crazy that he says even Steven, but I think there's a lot of merit to what he said. It, when you step back and look at the bigger picture, especially the bigger picture of the last three days of work.
0: It, to be honest, though, I think unless they had already decided the starter, he's going to say even – he's going to say even Steven every day until they have their answer, <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: regardless of what's
0: happening. Until he Vic, says, Vic, oh, man. Vic's I, not a good
3: liar, though, guys. That's the thing. Like, he, <sighs> he sometimes – the thing about Vic is sometimes he reveals more than he should like you wish that he when when he talks about oh he didn't really see the fight uh, uh, Bradley Chubb you wish he would actually say something about it rather than just kind of being honest to a fault and saying that he didn't see it. so I think I, that that's one thing with Vic is that he I, I don't I don't think he's as capable as a lot of other coaches of BS
0: well I think and he also is just he wants those guys to go out and take it um, and I think I, I truly believe Drew has that opportunity now. Mm-hmm. Um, after the way he performed today, the way that it's going to work out next week is he's going to have a really bad defense to go up against um, mm-hmm. when he's getting the the twos and threes of the Seahawks. If he goes out there and he makes a couple big plays again and he puts out a 150 passer rating again, I think they're going to be comfortable saying at the end of that game, he's our guy.
2: Well, and really quick,
3: Ryan, I mean, that's... One thing, though that's it's a what shaky, it's a, no but sorry zach it's a shaky defense but it's a pressure defense and one thing that drew really didn't deal with today was pressure and the the vikings didn't didn't dimple blitz him they only kind of generated pressure once and drew took off and scrambled even though it's going to be a lester seahawk defense they're going to throw some things at him and so i'm I, i'm fascinated to see what he does next week because one thing when drew has struggled in training camp. It has usually been when the pressure has been cranked up on him. So if Seattle does that, throws some exotic looks in there, I want, even though it's the backups, I want to see how he handles them. And if he makes good, quick decisions and doesn't get himself into trouble, that's going to be a great sign for
0: him. And he should relish that opportunity. Yeah. To yes. say, hey, look, this has been a struggle point for me in practice, but now I get to do it against guys who look a lot different than the guys that I have to face in practice. So let me go. Look at my film this week. See what the Seahawks did to their opponent. Get it down pat and go carve it up.
2: And one of the things he said this week was he realized in the NFL you don't have to play hero ball. The the, the game isn't on your shoulders every single play is a quarterback. And he showed that today. He, he threw it deep when it was there to be the hero, to get the huge play. But then he also went to his third read and found Jerry Judy for 10 yards. Let's say Jerry doesn't turn that up for 23 more yards and gets tackled right there. That's a big-time winning play. Yes. On third and four, you get 10 yards, you pick up the first down. That's a great play. But then he let Jerry take some of the burden off his shoulders by turning it up for 23 more yards and that's what we need to see and what I loved was Drew went out and played and had a performance to run away with this thing he, that's what he did today he he pulled away and then just the next quarter and a half later Teddy said no no, no you're not running away with this thing at least for this week
0: yeah it, it reminded me of like a major a Sunday at a major golf tournament where a guy pipes one down the fairway and the next dude stands yeah. up there and he pipes it down the yeah. fairway. And you're like, wow, this is great. Yeah. It's funny to talk about because we, we've we been the opposite of that. Or at okay. least I have this whole training camp being like, this is a battle of who can be
2: less bad. Yeah. And today it was a battle of who can be more good. And you know what? We're watching Gardner Minshew almost throw an interception right here. And we had some people in our comment section this week saying, should the Broncos still go out and trade for Gardner Minshew? This game at least – Put that to bed. Now, I know it's not going to put the Aaron Rodgers to Denver in 2022 to bed, as it probably shouldn't because it is just a preseason game, but at least these guys are showing enough to be the guy this year and to give Broncos fans hope and excitement as it should. These guys threw 225 yards, 80% completion today, three touchdowns, three intercept or three incompletions, zero interceptions, and a passer rating of above 150 combined.
0: You, uh, it just great. Everyone's gonna sleep well tonight. Broncos yep. country's gonna be in a good mood, at
2: least until Tuesday, but probably until next Saturday. Saturday tonight's gonna be a fun night in Broncos. Right.
0: Country. And the funny thing is, a lot of people who who don't follow the day to day, you know, because not every Broncos fan follows what happened at every single practice. I dare them. They're feeling great. Yeah. <laughs> They're yep. like, oh, we're we're good. We got yep. a quarterback. We got two quarterbacks. Yep. Um. All
3: right, Mace. Anything else you wanted to touch on before we let you go? I mean, it's all about the quarterbacks. I mean, that's that's kind of where where it is. I mean, you're happy with how KJ Hamler fared, fared today. Mixed bag for Jerry Judy. You don't like the hold up uh, there, wiping out touchdown at the goal line. Javante Williams, uh, it was his showcase early, and good to see what he looks like at full speed, able to run hard, able to run through contact. Nervous when he went in the air, but came down came down okay. And then I was
0: yelling, not in the preseason, not in the preseason.
3: <laughs> no. And then, I mean, the other thing that impresses you against, again, it's twos versus twos basically, but uh, the second team defense, there was absolutely nothing that the Vikings could accomplish against the Broncos' second-team defense. Pat Sertan should not be out there with the second team, by the way, seen enough, seen enough. but when you see Shemar, guys like Shamar Steve and Deshaun Williams uh, getting pressure up front, Justin Stranod, I thought, had a hell of a game, both in terms of supporting the run in the box and also in coverage. A lot of good things depth-wise from Broncos' defense, too. Yeah.
0: All right, Mace, we will uh, let you go, let you go work on that quarterback scoreboard um we'll all convey uh, converge and come up with a score and you guys can read that on the dnvr.com later today uh enjoy the rest of your time in minnesota and we'll see you soon
3: all right see you guys this week take care see you mace all
0: right there he is andrew mason uh from minnesota we're always on the ground uh wherever the broncos are
2: and you know what's so fitting ryan Put on for my city. Yes. Just came on in the bar and that's Drew's exactly song. Yeah. It's Drew's song and that's exactly what the Broncos did today. That's so funny. I was like <laughs> I was listening to the song, and
0: I was like, Why is this song notable to me? <laughs> yeah. It didn't it didn't immediately <laughs> pop into my head. Um, Drew's Day, Drew's song, king of the game, he got it all. Uh, let's finish here by just getting to a couple of your favorite comments there. Kale, do you have any, uh, saved up for us when
2: he's pulling those up? If you guys would hit us with a like and subscribe on our YouTube page and alerts, because we're going to be going live after each and every game and also practice. After every practice. Uh, yeah. Up until then as well. You're right.
0: Yeah. Uh, we love doing these post game live shows. It's always fun when they win. Uh, it's always a nice venting session when they lose. (laughs) Um, and we're always here for you. I'm so I'm just so today for me was like a lesson in expectations because I walked into this game being like, this is going to be awful. <laughs> Not even necessarily from like a Broncos standpoint. Oh, what a catch. Um, wow. But more from like a, just a preseason football, preseason football generally sucks. Yep. Like I said, no team had scored more than 24 points in, in an entire game heading into this game. So I had such low expectations for the excitement level. Um, and I was hoping like, oh, man, I hope the people who come out to the bar have a good time, you know, and everyone who came out had a good time. The yep. game was fun. Yep. My expectations were blown out of the water, and I'm going to have a great a great rest of my day because of it, it
2: makes me nervous for next week. though Because <laughs> everyone's expectations well, no, I, are going to be high. <laughs>
0: everything just leveled up. Um, I loved what Mace's point, though, about how they're going to see a different look next week. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to see a different style of defense. Um, a lot of cover three which, again, opens up different opportunities for you, more pressure, more variable looks, that's a good thing. Yep. And like I said, Drew Locke should be relishing that. If I were Drew Locke, no joke, I would hit the film harder this week than I ever have in my career.
2: Because he, he has a chance to end it's, this. It's right there yep. for him. Yep.
0: I really think he does have that opportunity. Now, maybe not everyone feels that way. I think it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, I haven't exactly scrolled Twitter, read everyone's take on this about the rest of the Denver media. You agreeing with me on that makes me feel like you also agree with me that he maybe ha- took the overall lead tonight.
2: He may have, yeah. I mean, th- this thing is now extremely close, and Drew has the momentum. There's no question about it. And and the momentum and where it matters most in the games. And
0: even if we go down to a, a microcosm uh, or a micro dissection of the whole week in Minnesota, we just determined it. Okay, it was 10-10 going into the game, and Drew yep. won the game. Yep. So he won if it's a three game set, like a baseball, you know, he won the rubber match. Yep. And
2: took the series. Yep. And he's he's rolling into the uh the next series pretty hot.
0: Right. And it might be a game it might be a seven game series. Yeah. And he's up two one right now.
2: Yep, exactly. And you just love that Teddy also responded. So that if it yes. is Teddy in the end and Teddy balls out next week, you're not saying well, Drew won the first one. Teddy kind of won the second one. You're lukewarm on Teddy. No, you're going to feel good if Teddy goes out next week and balls out again.
0: Do you feel the same way about Teddy, though? Where it's like he –
2: it's right in front of him if he goes and carves up the Seahawks? Drew will have a chance to respond. Where going into today, if Drew didn't do well today, then it was all in Teddy's grasp. Right. To Because to, to got to go back-to-back,
0: back, basically. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's true – a lot of pressure on Teddy yep. when it comes to going out yep. against those Seahawks ones next week
2: yep and as he says he's a survivor so we we'll see if he can survive to week 3
0: absolutely all right cale do we have anything you want to get to here
3: you honestly i have three pulled up but in your little last wrap up segment right there you kind of all of them well let's just get their names on the screen for them um, okay uh...
0: <laughs> so many i love this Yeah, do you think Locke wins the job if he plays good in Seattle, even if Teddy is good again? So I've always felt like this was a Ryder Cup situation. And if you don't know the Ryder Cup, basically whoever holds the cup, all they have to do is tie, and they win. They retain the cup if it's a tie the next time they play the Ryder Cup. That's kind of the way I feel about this. I think a tie goes to Drew. So,
2: yes. So what about one week from now, though? Is is if it's if it's still a tie in one week, is it drew or is it one more week? You cannot drag that that long. It's going to be one more week. I, I don't want it. I don't like it. But so it's then, gonna what are you going to do? Week.
0: So in week three, are are you playing all of your starters? Tim Tebow lined up at a <laughs> tight end right now for the Jags. Um, are you playing all your starters because you need to get a fair look at these
2: quarterbacks in week three? No, they, they won't play all their starters. <laughs> the big roll of the eye. Such eyes. an unscientific <laughs> process. It is. It is. And I just love that this week Vic Fangio said uh, to the Denver media, you know, we're measuring this thing with statistics way beyond anything you guys do. <laughs> well, what does that mean?
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess they have a lot. They have access to a lot more resources than us.
2: They know starting what the play supposed to well, be.
0: Starting with film. Yeah, we can't go back and watch a play a second time unless it nope. shows up on the Broncos' highlights. <laughs> yeah. So they do have a lot. I mean, they could be that yeah. di- no, They could have average air yards per pass. Right. Things that we just have no chance of getting. So I believe him in that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. But it's also him trying flex. to say
0: like we know <laughs> things you don't. You guys are stupid. We're smart. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. Anything else, Kale? Look how small that scroll bar is. I know. A couple of questions just in general about do
2: you think Coles and Sutton and all Coles starters will play next week?
0: I would not uh, I would be surprised if Cortland does. Mm,
2: even though Vic said he wants to see Sutton and Chubb play in he the preseason. He did say that. He did, yeah. Mm. Uh, so I. <laughs> But it's going to be interesting. What week is that week? Is it next week? Is it the third preseason game? Because something interesting is it's not like the preseason and and the time leading up to the regular season is cut short. They just have one fewer game. So they will still have a, a total week off in between. So Vic may treat this like the second game and the third game are important and, and play those guys in the third game, especially if he thinks this, this quarterback competition is going to go the distance.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hope. I hope. I think Bowles and Reisner will be out there next week. Again, talk about unscientific process. That's an unfair advantage for Teddy, but Drew's already got. Drew did it without him, yep. so he's already got. Like he's erased that.
2: How about that? Just uh, Reisner. How, how does he feel after Moody comes out and just balls out today? Wow! wow. What a play. Sorry, that was an entertaining play. <laughs> um, What was your question? Just Moody playing for Reisner today, not playing for uh, instead of Glasgow.
0: And Reisner, obviously, a little banged up. Yeah. So that's why it makes sense. Again, I don't think he had a minus play out there. You got to play the guy.
2: And you know that Vic wants to play him. Play him. Yep. Yep. Play his ass. Yep. (laughs) Yep. If
0: I'm George Payton, I'm saying, hey, I didn't sign Glasgow to that contract. Play Moody. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But Glasgow also good today, not to take anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, like you said, I think all the offensive linemen that played were, was good. were good other than Cam Fleming. Yep,
2: exactly. And he's your third. He's not even listed a, as a backup right tackle. He
0: might not make the team.
2: Yeah, you saved some cash there.
0: Yeah, so uh, all-around fantastic game. Fantastic. Um, One last question that we have to get to. Is the tailgate coming? <laughs> oh, Oh, buddy. <laughs> The tailgate is going to be back in better than ever. In, in fact, big time fashion. We've had some discussions this week about a tailgate, taking the tailgate to a next level that I can't even talk about yet. So, <laughs> yeah. regardless, it will be back.
2: It might even be back <laughs> in a fashion that you can't even imagine yet. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. I heard a little tease before today's show, and boy, does it sound outstanding.
0: Yeah, um, that's probably the best part of <laughs> every week for me at work. So,. Um, it, it's not going anywhere. Season two has been greenlit by the powers that be. We will be back. Um, cannot wait for that. Can't wait for, honestly, next week. I'm there too, Zach. I'm there too where my expectations have gotten to dangerous levels for next week. Um, you're going out there against a, 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 a okay Seahawks team. But honestly, they're the type of team that the Broncos should relish seeing. A good offense and a bad defense. You trust your defense to do enough against a good offense that your offense can do
2: enough against a bad defense. Yep, exactly, exactly. And we get to see this quarterback take this quarterback battle take a second step. See if there's finally enough to call it quits.
0: We can only hope. We can only hope. But we will, of course, be here. We'll also be back after every practice this week, breaking down what went on. So uh, we'd love if you uh, joined us then. We'd love if you hit us with a like on your way out and we'd love if you visit our friends down at green mountain dental group where you can get a cleaning x-ray and exam and end up with a free sonicare toothbrush when you do so they are the single best family-owned dentistry in the metro area they're just about 10-15 minutes outside of downtown denver there in lakewood Uh, so make sure you check out our friends over at green mountain dental they're big broncos fans they'll love having you in there you probably Chat Broncos while you're getting uh, some dentist work done, which would probably cool, calm you down a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, and worry our calm. Or excite you.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> the Broncos calmed me down a little bit today, so I'm happy about that. Uh, everyone, go have yourself a celebratory Breck Brew or whatever your drink of choice is, and we will catch you this week on the DVR Broncos podcast.